News when you want it. With Bloomberg News Now, I'm Doug Krisner. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says Israel's retaliation against Hamas has just begun. Bloomberg's Ethan Bronner has more on what Netanyahu told his country in a televised address. This is not going to be a walk in the park. We are going to take this force down. We are going to do it in, in a way that for decades, he said, they will never be, they will remember it. So one thing. The second thing is, you know, we, the, to talk about the people who were taken hostage, to talk about the people who were slaughtered, to sort of focus on the pure evil, the ISIS-like nature of this, mm-hmm. uh, of this massacre. That is Bloomberg's Ethan Bronner. The war in Israel has the potential to disrupt the flow of oil in the Mideast. Israel's role in the global supply is very limited. However, this year, Iran has become a major source of extra crude. The country has been selling oil to China. Here is Amrita Sen of Energy Aspects. It is only China that's buying it, and it's very hard for the U.S. to enforce um, any kind of sanctions, uh, given the route that Iran is right now taking to China. You might get a bit more a vocal U.S. administration, and they had been, they had turned a blind eye. Uh, you could definitely expect some more, uh, just a bit more scrutiny around those volumes. That is Amrita Sen of Energy Aspects. The three largest U.S. airlines have halted flights to and from Israel. More from Bloomberg's Tom Busby. Delta, United, and American Airlines have all canceled all their flights to and from Tel Aviv. In response, the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration said in a statement, quote, operators are advised to exercise caution and review the security situation before resuming operations into and out of Israel. Now, those U.S. airlines are not alone. Germany's Lufthansa, Air France KLM, and the low-cost Hungarian carrier Wizz Air also canceled flights to Israel. In total, airlines worldwide canceled 44% of scheduled flights out of Tel Aviv on Sunday alone. That is Bloomberg's Tom Busby. A delegation of U.S. senators met on Monday with Chinese President Xi Jinping. This marked the first time she met with U.S. senators since 2015 when he spoke with congressional leaders on a visit to Washington. This delegation, by the way, was led by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Here is Schumer briefing reporters after the meeting. The United States and China are at a historic decision point in the relationship between our countries. Our bipartisan Senate delegation spoke candidly with President Xi about a range of issues and our, pers- our respective priorities. We made clear to President Xi that America wants fairness and stability. At the foundation of the relationship must be a level playing field for American businesses and workers as well as responsible competition. We made clear we don't think that level playing field exists right now. That is Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He went on to say that Beijing revised its initial statement on the attack on Israel. Beijing condemned the loss of civilian life after Schumer requested a more forceful response. Two of the world's biggest memory chip makers have received the okay to expand their operations in China. The story from Bloomberg's Ann Cates. The Biden administration will allow Samsung and Hynix to acquire the equipment they need, effectively granting the pair an indefinite waiver on broader restrictions, banning the shipment of advanced chip-making gear to China. 
Hynix and Samsung are now free to import advanced American machinery that would otherwise be prohibited from entering China, but are crucial in allowing the two South Korea industry leaders to operate in the world's biggest chip arena over the long term. And that is Bloomberg's Ann Cates. In the day's Fed speak, the vice chair, Philip Jefferson, was saying today the recent increase in Treasury yields has the potential to further restrain the American economy. My view is that the FOMC is in a position to proceed carefully in assessing the extent of any additional policy firming that may be necessary. We are in a sensitive period of risk management where we have to balance the risk of not having tightened enough against the risk of policy being too restrictive. That is Fed Vice Chair Philip Jefferson. That's news when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Doug Krisner, and this is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.